Hi everyone, this is Yaro Stark from uh, Entrepreneur's Journey and thanks again for downloading this podcast interview. Today I'm featuring Caroline Middlebrook. Now Caroline came to my attention in a couple of ways. Uh, she joined my blog mastermind coaching program, but she also created a blog in my industry. So she's also a writer about uh, internet marketing and how to make money online and very much followed a similar uh, formula to me. She chronicled what she was doing to earn a living uh, on the internet although she's certainly done a lot of different things than I have. So what was uh, unique about Caroline, though, is she was able to very, very quickly establish herself as a leader in the industry, which you know it's well known that the internet marketing industry is very saturated with a lot of blogs and a lot of experts talking about it. So the fact that she was able to enter that market and uh, differentiate herself and distinguish herself was very impressive. So in this interview, you'll learn how she did that and a little bit about Caroline's history. There's one part of this interview I want you to pay very close attention to. This is where Caroline talks about how she used a free report. And uh, what was different about how Caroline used this free report was she actually gave it away for free, for absolutely no cost. And what I mean by that is that not only did she not charge any money for that free report, she actually didn't even ask for an email opt-in. She just said, here, here it is. And... As a result of that, she had a lot more downloads and that report really spread uh, all over the place across the internet and continues to, to spread. Now, what was clever with that, though, is Caroline used the technique in the report to turn it into a, an income stream. Now, obviously, it was based on affiliate marketing, but she was a little bit uh, clever with the way she did it. And I, I won't explain it here because she talks about it in the interview, but it's a technique she calls um, selling through teaching. And it's something that I don't know many other people talking about, and it's it's definitely something that any blogger, uh, you know, any internet marketer, any person who's looking to make money by giving away a free report can use. So I have a listen to that, and I know you'll you'll find it quite insightful. The other thing I want to mention is Caroline has a book called The Blogger's Bible, which is her guide to building a successful and profitable blog, and it, it takes you through Caroline's process. Now, Caroline is different to my own. Obviously, I'm a blog teacher as well, and as you hear this interview, you, you'll hear Caroline and what is different about her. She you know, she talks a lot more about social media than I do, um, and, and there's some definitely just some distinctions there. So what I suggest to you is if you find what Caroline talks about uh, relevant and it resonates with you and, and you like her style and you want more from her and you want to learn her system because you, know, you can't have too much good advice, then take a look at the Blogger's Bible. And Caroline's actually set up a special discount if you are um, listening to this interview in uh, January before, uh, I believe, January 16th is when the discount ends. I should double-check that just to make sure. Um, yes, it is uh, January 16th of uh, 09. If you go to caroline-middlebrook.com forward slash blog forward slash Yarrow. You'll find the page there where she's offering uh, 30% off this Blogger's Bible book, so you can grab that if you're interested in it. And uh, as I said, I, I endorse everything Caroline does. She's real value for money, and she's very anti-hype. That's a big characteristic about her, so um, no problem recommending her in that regard. Okay, so that's it from me. What I, uh, here's Caroline, and you'll, you can listen to the interview right now. And of course, uh, if you want more podcasts along these lines, please head to my blog, which is entrepreneurs-journey.com. Thanks for listening. Hi, this is Yara Stark here from Entrepreneur's Journey. I have on the line with me uh, a special lady who I've been reading her blog for a long time. And I have to admit, this is going to make me sound very egotistical, but I often read it because she talks about me. Um, <laughs> that, that's, that's not the only reason, but it's a very compelling reason for me. So, um, But Caroline Middlebrook is her name, and you 
very well would might likely know who she is already if you're you're in the same industry I am because Caroline has a blog that talks about uh, similar things making money online and and she's been chronicling very much her journey and uh, I I was introduced to Caroline uh, I believe first up when you probably joined the blog mastermind program but Caroline we can go through that later yep. on so um, thank you for joining us on this interview that's okay so uh, I love to start these by diving into a, a bit of your history so we can see where you've been to you know, reach the point where you are today. Um, I know mm -hmm. your background a little bit technical, but can you explain maybe starting with your studies? Um, did you do any university studies or anything like that? I did, but I did it the, uh, the wrong way around. I didn't start university until I was 32. And um, I'd already been working as a software engineer. And then in the UK, we had um, some problems with the industry and I had lost my job found it really hard to get back into so I eventually decided to go to uni just to sort of um, make my studies official if you know what I mean okay. um, but it's only about a year back into the industry after uni that I then thought I just don't want to be working for somebody else okay. so <laughs> it wasn't the start of the studies that that sort of came at the end there's <laughs> a bit of a roundabout way of doing it um, <laughs> yeah any time before this, were you involved with the internet in, in any shape or form? Yeah, or? I did. Um, for a few years, I did internet marketing um, from about 2000 and uh, about 2000 to 2003. Um, it was about three years there, um, but it's very different back then to what I'm doing now. Uh, it was okay. affiliate marketing back then. Oh, pay-per-click was my, was my big thing, but back then you could get thousands and thousands of clicks for like one cent. Wow. Even less in some cases, so it was much easier. What What were you using? What engine? Um, the biggest one was Overture. So, I don't yeah. think Google AdWords had even been released no, back no. then. Yeah, Overture was the first of the big ones. So yeah, wow. yeah, and then lots of little ones, but that was the biggie. Okay, interesting. Uh, that was part of your capacity of your job, though, right? That wasn't independent work you were doing as a. No, no, no. Now. This was what. No, no, this was my business. Oh, okay, I had, um, that was your business, right. Yeah, I was working in the industry until about um, 99, 2000, and then um, I lost my job. So I decided just to work on the internet for a few years, and I did that for about three years, and then wanted to get back into the work again, which is when I decided to go to uni in 2003. Okay. So I see the connection there. All right. That's, yeah, that really is a roundabout way to get to university. It is. <laughs> it is, yeah. Um, so, uh, you know, you, obviously you have an entrepreneurial streak in you there, given that you didn't want to work for someone else and you, you were... Uh, oh, yeah, this is my third time in business. I, I started my first business when I was 19. Ah, so tell us about that one. What was that one? Uh, software again. Um, but I started something called a public domain library. This was before the days of the internet when people would buy um, public domain and shareware software on disks um, from a little computer for the Atari ST. Okay. That's before PCs became big, but um, then in about 94, I think, the internet came along and you, you could just download everything so easily and the business just died. Mm, that's a shame. So, hmm. yeah, wow, so you're a veteran. <laughs> <had to> work. <laughs> you're definitely a veteran with the, when it comes to computers and, and, and the industry. Oh, so yeah. You've seen it grow up and, and change in all kinds of ways. So, um, you know, when it came back to doing what you do now, why did you, you know, choose the direction that you did? Well, when I first quit my job, I just knew I didn't want to work for somebody else. So I still wanted to do software initially. And um, 
I didn't actually have any grand plans when I quit. I was quite reckless, really. I just decided to quit, and I just figured that I would just um, just work it out as I went along. So I, initially, I was quite naive, and I thought, well, I'll just do some internet marketing for a few months, which will bring in some easy money, and then I can do my software later. And, of course, it's not quite easy money. Um, so I'm only just getting to do my software now, which is over a year on. So it's not quite gone as planned. Okay. These things never do. But yeah, I just decided to quit the job and see what happened, which I wouldn't recommend to others. <laughs> no, I, I do remember uh, <laughs> the the really big splash I think you made in particular was uh, how much courage you showed by jumping into internet marketing um, without a safety net, basically. You, you, I know you, you obviously had enough to live off in a certain degree, but you pretty much quit your job and said, I'm just going to make a go of this and see what happens. Um, you know, yeah, where... it's just me, though. I mean, I've walked out on, obviously it was the fourth out on a sick, but I don't like. I just, I can't do it. So for me, it wasn't really a big deal. It's a much bigger deal for everyone around me who thought I was crazy. But for me, it's just, oh, well. <laughs> I can imagine the conversations you must have had with your family then. If, uh, oh, if yeah. I didn't even tell them for a long time. <laughs> That's probably smart. <laughs> okay, so um, given you've had a bit of background in uh, pay-per-click and you know, you, you've done a few different things more recently, uh, maybe could you give us a, a, a background study on the different things you've tried and what's been a common thread for what's worked for you? And, and, you know, maybe give us a few, any, any case studies you have of success stories and what you think you did right, you know. Well, the, what I, um, how this started was, I'm sure you've heard of Ed Dale's 30-day challenge. Right. And um, I was just, I was sitting in my job and I was just reading lots and lots of blogs, including yours. And I heard about this 30-day challenge and it just seemed like a good idea. So I started to work through that and it was partway through that challenge that I just thought, there's this life in internet marketing, and that's when I decided I want to quit. So when I first quit the job, that was the first thing I tried. So I was building various niche sites and trying to sort of create products and do affiliate marketing on them. I wasn't doing pay-per-click. I was using this new sort of Web2, which back when I'd done internet marketing before didn't exist. Mm -hmm. um, but it didn't work very well for me because I was trying to work in niches that I had no interest in. I was doing things like... Spanish language learning and some, oh, I can't even remember what they were now, but that didn't work out for me at all. Now, was that like um, the 30-day challenge? It was sort of like a... a yeah, it, yeah, I just continued with the 30-day challenge and just continued building sites based on that strategy, but I just didn't have my, my heart in it. Um, and one thing I've learned over this time is that if you're trying to do something out of force, it's not going to work. You have to love what you do. Um, but I carried on blogging about the process all the time. And I also found that I started to learn about all this Web2 stuff, and I really began to embrace it. And I learned quite a lot about things like StumbleUpon and Twitter. And then I created some guides out of that. So some income started to come in when I, I sold a course on um, StumbleUpon, for example. And again, these were things I hadn't planned. It just kind of happened. And at the same time, while all this was going on, my blog was just growing. I was getting a following. And of course, I'd... Um, I signed up to your course by then, Blog Mastermind. Um, 
so the blog started to go quite quickly and then the income from the blog started happening and that was something I'd never actually planned because um, what I wanted was to set up some kind of business which made money and then blog about that process but the blog itself was never meant to be a main income source so that was a bit strange the way that worked out mm. But over the time, I've then tried various other products. I had um, projects. So I had an ebook about WordPress, which was monetized with mainly an affiliate link to my hosting software, Bluehost. And that has made me thousands of dollars over the past year. And it continues to make money even today. Um, I've tried some setting up some other niche sites for AdSense. I did that for a few months, and that didn't work very well. Um, those are the main things I've tried. <laughs> and I, <laughs> I'd say that sounds like a, a very typical resume of any person who's gone online and, and, you know, tried different programs, maybe done some stealth research and study and just yeah. explore the different ways of, of that people currently do make money on the internet and, and experiment, especially the, the sort of niche marketing angle. It's uh, something, you know, I, I, I did the same thing, you know, every, as soon as I had... A project that worked in one niche, you always think, well, okay, replicate, duplicate, and, and yeah. you know, multiply, multiply your money. But then, of course, one doesn't work, or you know, sort of detract, distracts you from the original one that was working, and then it starts to fail. So, um, um, yeah, you spread yourself too thinly. Yes, yes, and, and uh, like you said, the motivation for the topic is is really important. So, that being said, some people just love the the, the process and they don't care about the topic. So. They can build, yeah, build there are some sites. people. Yeah, Ed Dale is like that. Yeah, behind the thirty day challenge. Yeah, right. he can work in any niche. Yeah, yeah. he's a strange fellow, isn't he? Like that. <laughs> <laughs> in more ways than one. Ed Dale's a strange fellow, but he's very entertaining with his videos. That's for sure. Um, yeah. And and I've met some people very similar. They just I don't know. They either love the money or they love the process, something like that. But anyway, what I enjoyed about your what you did in particular was some of the the unique ways you generated traffic to your blog and, and how you you really entered into an, a market uh, that's you know reasonably I won't say saturated um, but it's certainly got a lot of people in it and you know that's yeah. the make money online area and you know there's so many people who fail in that area there's, you know there's got to be like one percent who succeed and 99 percent who just you know start a blog about how to make money and, and abandon it shortly after and but you, you sat in that area where you actually had some success in that marketplace. But in particular, mm. you managed to drive traffic. Now, I'm really interested, in, and I'm sure people listening would just like to know, you know from day zero, when you started this blog, um, and what's the blog address so everyone has it, right? We're, we're at... Um, um, it's www.caroline-middlebrook.com slash blog. But if you type my name into Google, I'm pretty sure it's the number one result. Yeah, you're, you're the most famous Caroline Middlebrook online. I think, yeah, so. as long as you can spell my name. It's yeah. not as easy as yours. <laughs> <laughs> You'd think that. <laughs> yeah, Middlebrook, M-I-D-D-L-E-B-R-O-O-K for people. And yeah. Caroline with a C. Uh, yeah. Yeah, so you started that blog, and like you said, it wasn't intended to necessarily be a, a profit-producing uh, website but it, it turned out to be one but it is take, now yeah yeah can you take us back to the beginning and, and you know what did you do to, to to deliver traffic well there were two things um the first one is i had a slight head start you see this 30-day challenge which um which i was part participating in 
has very busy forums and I was quite active in the forums and at that time you could put in um, a signature link so I started my blog as soon as I um, handed in my resignation to my um, job but I was still working for a month and still doing a 30-day challenge and still in those forums. So I began to blog about what I was doing and then people from the forums came. So that gave me my first initial traffic. I mean, it's only just a few people a day to start with. Um, that, that kept me going for about a month. But the biggest thing that I did after that was blog commenting, which I'm, I'm sure you're very familiar with because um, I was reading tons and tons of blogs. And to start with, I was just lurking. I was quite shy. I would just read and read and read and read and never say anything. And after a while, I began to realize that I had something that I wanted to say. So I started to comment on other people's blogs. And it wasn't any kind of strategy to start with. Um, it was just something that I did. And then I noticed that I started to get quite a bit of traffic from all these blogs. And then what happened was it was you that gave me a little bit of a head start. I'm sure you remember. Um, you wrote a post about me, about my blog commenting. And so did Darren Rouse in the same week. That, yeah. And then yeah, and then suddenly people started talking about this whole blog commenting to G and people call, calling me the commenting queen and things <laughs> like that. So it was it was quite a slow progress. You know, I'd only get a few new visitors a day, but it was steady and it continued for months. And that was the um, the biggest thing. But also those were... No. No. That's um, no. I stopped. Yeah, see, people um, ask me about this all the time. That particular post on my... See, I wrote a post on the blog, my blog commenting strategy. I started to realize how well this was working. And I can be quite sort of analytical and you know, sort of formal in the way I do things. So I developed a strategy around it and wrote a post about it. And that was a huge post and it still gets loads of traffic today. Um, but it takes a lot of time. You've only got so much time in the working day. Now, at the beginning, I had lots of time and all I was doing was working on my blog and these niche sites. So I had time to spend, you know, an hour or two, even two hours a day doing uh, commenting on these blogs. But over time, as I started to do things like develop my own products, where I'm writing courses and, and doing things like that, you don't really have the time to spend as much time. So the amount of blogs I've read has cut down and down and down. And now I only comment if there's something I really want mm. to say. And I only read a handful of blogs now. But of course, what happens is after a, a little while, the blog starts to take on a life of its own and you don't need to do it anymore. But another um, interim measure I had after the blog commenting was that I started to get quite a lot of traffic from Twitter and StumbleUpon. StumbleUpon in particular was huge and that became a massive traffic driver for months and months and months. Um, but again, it's something I don't participate in as much anymore and as a result, the traffic has dropped. But I don't need to do it so much anymore. And now I'm getting more search engine traffic, um, which is just sort of the natural progression. So I think a blog can evolve in its traffic strategies over time. Mm -hmm. I love that. Uh, it's so similar to what happened with me. And I think so many bloggers who stick to this long enough will say the same thing, you know, because you, you, you learn that commenting is, a, is an effective marketing tool when you put some energy behind it. But yeah, you and you can control it as right. well. You see, things like search engine tra traffic, you, you can't control it directly and, and stumble upon and the other Web2 things, you certainly can't control them directly. You just don't know what people will like and won't like. But with commenting, you, you can go out there and say, I'm going to comment on this blog and this one and this one, and I'm going to leave 
this many comments and you're going to get the traffic back it's almost guaranteed you know it's, it's the traffic you get back is proportional to the time you spend and of course the quality of the comments and the type of blogs which you target are important too of course there's a mathematical formula in there somewhere isn't there it? is there is yeah it's, it's funny over the history of, of my blog certain people have uh, shown up as very prolific commenters but only in, in short blocks of time you being one of them and they'll, they'll always be the first person to leave a oh, comment. Sorry, <laughs> <laughs> that's all right. I understand the, the like we just you described. It's a process you go through, and you know you pop up, you leave some comments, very good comments, you, and then what happens is you kind of get more famous than you can handle. So your own blog becomes the focus of your energy, <laughs> and you know you, that's that's a good thing. That's what you want to happen, and and exactly yeah. the same situation I'm in now. I, when I leave a comment, it's because I want to comment, not part of a, a traffic strategy so much. So. And, and that, to me, the fact that it happened to you, that it's happened to me, and, and so many other bloggers, just to me, proves that it's it's got to be a, you know, it's a rule. It, it works. So that's fantastic. It does. Yeah. Now, tell us a little bit more about your release of that free report and how you managed to make so much money from the hosting, uh, selling the hosting through it. Yeah, that was another one that was kind of accidental in a way. Um, I use WordPress for my my blog and I just found that I knew quite a lot about WordPress but people um, were having difficulty with the technical side they didn't know how to set up the plugins they didn't understand how to configure their permalinks they didn't know how to integrate AdSense and so forth and what I did was when I was doing this 30-day challenge we were told to put these um, niche sites on web two places and I wanted to create some using WordPress and I was used WordPress to create um, little static sites like traditional websites rather than just blogs. So I decided to write a little ebook about how to set up WordPress in order to create just an ordinary website and how to set up that site so that it's configured for AdSense. It's a, one of those little money making sites. And the way I monetized it was I use a a web host called Bluehost who has a particular feature which allows you to install WordPress with one click and lots of the other hosts do this as well they use a program called Fantastico and they've now moved on to simple scripts um, so what I did was when I created the book I showed how to do it with my particular host so even though it could be applied to other hosts People that were reading the book, if they hadn't already got a web host, it would be easy for them to just go with Bluehost, click on my feed link, and then follow through the book and look at the pictures which I inserted and so forth. It just makes it easier. So I got quite a few sign-ups for Bluehost via that book, and I still do. So, so I so distributed the book um, completely free and I didn't require an email address people often criticize me yes. for this I, I didn't want to put any kind of well I don't um, I still stand by that decision because I didn't put in any barrier to download no, it's, um... I wanted it to make it so simple you can go to my blog and one click it's right there on the front page instant download I distributed via, um, via ebook sites via a torrent I created I distributed this thing everywhere just to make it to get as many copies out there in the world as possible and also that particular page has now be, become the most highly visited page on my blog has got thousands of incoming links because other people were linking to my ebook to talk about it and so it now gets a load of search engine traffic mm. so it 
continues to make money month after month after month without me having to do anything at all. It is a fantastic case study. And I, I, I agree with you. you did the, I think you did the right thing in that case, giving away for free. Um, it's interesting because I've speaking to uh, people like Rich Sheffern uh, not, not too recently. It was a few months back. And uh, talking, I'm really glad you mentioned torrents there and about removing the barrier to distribution. So the whole point about it is to get the distribution to as many people as you can. And you did exactly that. And yeah. because of that, it spread further than it would ever have spread with an opt-in. Um, and of course... Yeah, it depends what your... Sorry to interrupt. It depends what your goal is. You see, if you're distributing a report in order to build a list, then that's a very different goal. You see, I wasn't trying to build a list. I wanted to get people to click on the affiliate link inside the book, which means they had to get the book. So putting um, an opt-in there would have built a list, but then that wouldn't have been a very valuable list mm -hmm. and it would have drastically cut down on the downloads so you have to know at the outset what your goal is whenever you're releasing something and how you're going to distribute it with the promotion of that through um, the, sorry, with the promotion of the affiliate link uh, you say it was a, it was available as part of the process when they went through reading the books seeing the images that you showed them of how you did it would you consider yeah. that like a, a soft sell because you weren't saying, um, you know, click here to buy? I've actually, here. I've called this um, affiliate marketing via teaching. If so I've done this with, actually there's a product called Market Samurai. Now they don't have an affiliate program at the moment, but as soon as they do, I'll be marketing it. If there is something which you can sell, which is not immediately obvious how to use it, and you can somehow teach people how to use it with an ebook or a blog post or um, a screencast video or something like that. When you teach someone how to use it and put in your affiliate link, they're far more likely to buy because they've also got the instruction there which shows them what to do with it. Whereas if they're looking at some competing product, but they think, oh, but if I buy this, I'm not sure that I'm going to be able to do that properly. Am I going to be able to install it and set it up? And they're worried. So if you can teach how to use something, which is also being promoted by you as an affiliate, then you've got a win-win there because you're, you're giving somebody something valuable, which is the education. And you've also got the chance of an affiliate sale, which is going to be much higher you see what I mean? Mm, that's fantastic. Yeah, and that, that's a. Uh, I love that strategy. I, if you should get your name on that one. You should definitely brand that yours because that's that's you know <laughs> you want to have those little highlights that you know define you as a, a teacher. So I think that's a great technique. And and uh, I, I mean I you've been through my program, so you know what I recommend about review writing. But what you're saying is different. Yeah. You're not saying write a review of a product. You're saying no people how to teach use people it. how to use and it. That's actually, of course, it's. There's only certain products which fit into that. Right. You know, you couldn't market an ebook that way. You couldn't teach someone how to write an ebook, for example, and sell <laughs> that. <laughs> how to read an ebook, I mean, sorry. Yes. Yeah, so there's, it only fits into certain products, but certainly for technical products. But I think for me, that's one of my strengths is I have the ability to take a technical subject and explain it in an easy way. Um, so that's something which I just naturally fall into anyway. Okay. So was that your number one? You know, money maker in terms of all the techniques you used with your blog. Um, yeah, it has been because it's continued for so long. I um, released that in I think it was January of, of last year, so it's been going for over a year now. Um, I haven't added up how much it's made, but it's it's several thousand now. Hmm, yeah. So great. yeah, I think it has been. It's great because it produced money. It, it drove drove a tremendous amount of traffic back to your blog with all those links and 
and yeah, win, win, win. So that's yeah. fantastic. Um, and it you... didn't take that long to create either. The so main everyone, thing to everyone listening, there's a great technique you can apply to your blog straight away with that one. So yeah, fantastic stuff. So can you talk about some maybe the other traffic techniques you've had in terms of you know you've got what five thousand subscribers now I believe in, in total. Yeah, like they're so, not all RSS. Some of them are to yeah, my um, email right. list as well. Don't have to qualify them. They're all subscribers to me, and that's what matters. So they <laughs> in are. Some type of yeah. Form. So uh, you know what? What do you think are the keys to build a subscription? Because you know you've hit a bit of a milestone there with five thousand. Yeah, I think with traffic, you've got um, three major sources. One of them is search engine traffic. Now, that one comes slowly. You're not going to build significant search engine traffic on a blog that's under sort of three months old. Um, you've got one source of traffic, which is referral traffic, which is going to come from other websites, and that includes all your sort of um, Web 2. And there's a third one, which I've now forgotten. Now I've got these in my um, blogger's Bible book. But when you when you start out, you have to go and get the traffic yourself. You know, things like the um, blog commenting that we mentioned. And another big one is this Web2 stuff, things like StumbleUpon, Twitter, the social news sites. If you start to participate heavily in a handful of those which are applicable to your niche, they can drive a... Um, a lot of traffic. I mean, in the internet marketing niche, you've got sites such as Plug IM and Spin, um, which can, once you get your stories in there, you post your, your pertinent blog posts to those particular sites and you participate in the community and you contribute and you start to get a lot of traffic. You build up profiles in those sort of areas. You can also get tra traffic from um, other Web2 sites like Squidoo and and things like that if you want to. It takes a bit more work. And then you've got other methods such as article marketing. There's so many different ways Would to get traffic. You've devoted a lot of your energy though to Web Web 2 or Web 2.0 as people call it. Is that been... I did. I did, yes. I was very heavily involved in that um, for probably about six months or so. I've now dropped off fair, a fair bit. I now now I use Twitter still. I use Twitter every day. I've got I've got another two thousand followers on Twitter actually, so that still generates quite a lot of traffic. Um, but I don't use StumbleUpon so much now, for the same reasons as that I just don't need to. Because what happens is you start to get links from other blogs. You know, if you start to participate, this is another advantage of blog commenting actually, is that you develop these relationships with other bloggers, and if in your blog you're linking out to them and talking about these other bloggers, they start to link back to you and you get traffic this way. And over time, that, that kind of continues naturally on its own. And you don't need to spend as much time on the sort of the forced marketing, like the commenting and the web two and these sorts of things. And then you can concentrate on building perhaps search engine traffic once your blog is a little bit um, more mature. Fantastic. So uh, uh, your philosophy is so similar to mine, Caroline. We, it's it's scary sometimes. It's well, where do you think I learned it from? <laughs> the words coming <laughs> to a large mouth, extent. Like, it sounds like me. So it's fantastic. Um, yeah, and you did take part in in, in Blog Mastermind. Now, I, I I you know realized when when you joined Blog Mastermind, you came into the program fairly experienced too. So I know you. you that was a a problem actually. Yeah. See, this is one of the difficulties for new bloggers is I had a mindset which I'm sure is very familiar to other um, newcomers out there is that I'm not going to spend any money until I'm making some money. 
I thought to myself, right, I'm starting this blog, I'm starting this business. Once I start making some money, then I can reinvest that into training myself. So I didn't join Blog Mastermind until I'd been going for three months. And I wish I had started at the beginning because what happened is um, at, at that time, the only option that you had was the weekly course. Um, the weekly lessons. So I found that because I was working full time, I wanted to go faster. I wanted to do a lesson a day, not a lesson a week. So I felt like I was constantly playing catch up because I already started to figure some of these things out on my own the hard way by reading a million other blogs. Mm. And I could have got there Really Much faster, yeah, so. and with a lot less time if I just joined something like Blog Mastermind right from the outset. Yeah, it's funny because uh, obviously when you, you join right from day, like the first group, so uh, I, I, I couldn't write them one, one lesson a day, so it was never going to be possible that time around anyway to, uh, to do them all. But um, it's interesting because, yeah, I should really turn that phrase around. I was trying to catch up with you more than you were trying to catch up with me because the lessons... <laughs> The lessons had to get to the point where to reach your your skill level. So, um, you know, unfortunately, you, you, if you ever produce a program, everyone knows you, if you're going to target a certain group, you have to account for the beginners too. So, there's always that issue of people who are advanced are going to go well. You know, I know this already, but um, that's a choice you make based on who you target. But uh, I think um, you know, timing is 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 important for for when you take something on board. But the message you give there about you know, not being afraid to join something early on if it's going to accelerate your growth. Because uh, like you said, so many people choose to take on the burden to do everything and learn everything, you know, trial and error, which is fun. Yeah. I, you know, I spent a big chunk of the first three or four years online doing exactly that. And, uh, you know, I made very little money during that period, which I account very much to that learning experience. And I would do it differently now if I could go back and speak to that Yarrow. I'd tell him to, you know, do some different things. But... Um, you know, as long as we all get there in the end, I think it's it's okay. So it's anyway. all time versus money. Yeah. I think everything you need to know is out there for free if you've got the time to spend wading through it all. But the danger is that you also get of misinformation, old information, out of date information, and it's very hard to then figure out, you know, exactly where you need to go, what you need to do. Whereas if you can just find one or two good products in your particular area, whether it's blogging or affiliate marketing or, or pay-per-click or whatever, and just work through that and learn it, you'll get there so much faster, mm. which should mean more money in the long run. Yeah, or discovering that's not for you a lot quicker too. That's uh, another advantage of, yeah. of that. So, uh, Caroline, you uh, have been making at least, what, $1,000 from your blog for, for several months um, yeah. now, haven't you? I know you said you, it's, you haven't been putting as much time into it lately because you're working on a software project, um, but it, it's been fairly steady. Have, uh, so, obviously, um, you, know, you, you know that you've experienced what it is to make money from blogging, and you, you believe that it's mm. possible, right? Now, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, going... Forward, um, I'd like to talk a little bit about the product you just recently released, which is um, the Blogger's Bible. I believe I'm getting the right name there. Now, yeah. why, why did you decide to put something out like that? Because you know, I want to get the uh, disconnect some people might be feeling with um, me interviewing you about blogging, because obviously I'm a blog trainer as well, and I have my own coaching program, and your product will definitely be perceived as something similar, but you've obviously stressed the differences. And I think people listening 
you know, there's a, there's a style difference. You know, we may have similar ideas, but there's always going to be a style difference to how we talk about things. So, yeah. you know, what was your, your thought process behind well, this out? You might be slightly offended by this, but when I did Blog Mastermind, I was also learning a lot about um, Web2 and other things, and I felt that a lot of Blog Mastermind was kind of old school, um, and it's all highly applicable. But in my Blogger's Bible, I've kind of um, I've brought more different things into it. Yours, your Blog Mastermind has got a lot of emphasis on... Um, on the foundations of building a solid blog. You, you write a lot about how to write the kind of content that draws people in. I don't put that much emphasis of that on mine in my blogger's Bible. I kind of assume that people know how to write and what they're going to say. And I talk more about traffic strategies. I talk about a lot about SEO, which is something that I don't think you cover to a huge extent. I talk about all the Web2 strategies, and I talk about a lot of um, monetization strategies, which I think you've brought on in your re-release. You've got your conversion blogging where you're talking about building a list and developing your own products, and I've got that kind of thing in there. So mine takes a kind of a different approach to, to blog mastermind, and of course it's cheaper. <laughs> <laughs> and it's the thing is, you're, too, so. it, it's a very different format. Mine, I've, in order, I wanted to have something that was quite cheap, um, because this was the barrier for me is that when I started out I thought oh god can I afford to pay $77 a month and you see now I wouldn't bat an eyelid at that I would just if there was something like that that came along I would just sign up straight away but for a beginner who's just starting out they're thinking god that's a lot of money especially if it's going to take six months to get there so my blogger's bible is just text-based you know yours has got audio you've got video you've got interviews you've got all the action steps you've got support forum you've got all that extra stuff to really guide people by the hand mine doesn't do that mine is more a kind of a self-study course people have got to work through it on their own and they're not going to have someone there holding their hand so it's a cheaper simpler entry into the blogging market Okay. So it's not quite as comprehensive as yours, but it takes a different approach. Nice. There's some very good pros and cons for both of us there. So I think if anyone's listening to this, and number one, if you're feeling some sort of uh, you know resonance with what Caroline talks about, and you know perhaps the best way to put it is if you're a do-it-yourself kind of person and you're looking for a low entry point in terms of pricing to get into uh, effective and successful blogging, then the Blogger's Bible is, is a good option to do that. Yeah, if you're someone that's going to need to be coached every step of the way you're not going to get very far with my product to be quite honest it, you need to take action on it yourself and you know put the lessons into practice with each one it's 49 lessons and there are there is an action guide that i've got with it but if you don't put it into practice you're not going to get anywhere with it okay so anyway what we're talking about is the bloggers bible and let's give out the url for that um, so people know where it is it's just uh, my blog slash the bloggers bible i haven't set it up on a separate domain it's just accessed via my blog so it's caroline middlebrook um dot com slash blog slash bloggers bible okay well, i'll put, I'll put the url <laughs> to go with that because that one might be hard to remember but have you tried to register yeah. bloggers com yet uh, no i think there was already something there and i, I decided just to to put it in with my blog because it's it's then clear that it's from me and it was something i wanted to do mainly for my readers okay great well, I'll put the URL for people just because, um, like I said, it's a bit long. Um, all right, that's cool. And and uh, just briefly, uh, Caroline, I, I'd like to talk about where you're going next <laughs> because it's cool to see right. where people are heading um, before we wrap it up. Um, you know, you've you've 
made your mark in, in the blogging area. I don't think you're going to stop blogging, but you, you clearly no. have decided to um, keep using your blog as it was originally intended, a chronicle of what other projects you're working on, correct? That's right, yes. So, um, what are you working on? I am now starting a new project called a software project. I'm going back to my roots here as a software developer. Um, when I did software development before it was always application development on desktop software you know the kind of software you install on your computer one thing I never did was web software and of course now with all this web 2 you start to see the possibilities that are there um, so I, I want to develop some web 2 software um, it is initially going to be in the internet marketing niche but I'm quite open to whatever ideas pop up along the way so I want to create you know, Web2 software, which is going to have a subscription fee. So therefore, once the customers come in, it provides a more of a stable income than, you know, releasing products. If you release a product, you get a few sales for a while and then they drop off and then you've got to find something else to do. Whereas something like web-based software, where there's um, just a regular fee, it provides you with a stable income and that's something that I really want now. So that's where I'm that's heading. It's a wise decision. I've, I've, I've often contemplated that for the exact reason you just said. You, you, while my income is reasonably dependable, there is a sense of going from launch to launch. Um, you know, yeah. It, I mean, they're, they're spaced out enough, but it would be lovely to have, you know, what you, all you need is one killer application that gets some nice traction yeah. that people have to use it a must-have tool. I've often thought, hey, Weber, you know, the email newsletter tool. Exactly. Like well, that, there's several things which I use online and I pay for every single month. There's at least three or four that I can think of. Um, I pay for a, a GTD tool, um, getting things done. I pay for, I used to pay for something which is related to a computer game every month. I pay for um, a, a nutrition based website. Um, I can't remember the, the other one now. But there's, there's all sorts of application, web based which you can just charge a small fee for and you know you get a few customers and you've got yourself a regular income and then you work on that one thing and you can then continue to develop it and or create new ones and it's it's stable and then you can create the information product on how to do it <laughs> well it's a bit well the thing is it's you've got to be a programmer well actually you don't really you can hire someone to do it for you right um, but it, it helps if you're doing your own development. So, of course, it's not for everybody. No, I wouldn't be doing my own development, that's for sure. But, yes, uh, <laughs> the, uh, the idea is, is applicable if you don't have any software skills. But, you know, I think in yeah. your case, you know enough about programming that you're going to feel uh, a need to have some input in that regard. So, all right, we're looking forward to seeing where uh, that leads. Uh, it's 2009, January, as we record this. So we'll see where, where you end up after that. Uh, Caroline, can you just mention your, your blog again so people can find it if they, they need to and, and also yep. just give us that blogging bible link one more time. It's caroline-middlebrook.com slash blog and um, the blogger's bible will actually pop up when you visit anyway so you can't miss it. Okay, fantastic. All right, well thank you for taking uh, some time to talk to me today and it was good to get you on a call like we've uh, obviously read each other's blogs for a long time so thank you Caroline. Yep, nice to speak to you, thank you.